Hey there, and welcome to another week of Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He is Dion Clisso of Preps KC. As always, our topic is high school football here in Kansas City. What's going on, Dion? We sporting the uh, East Coast, Virginia. <laughs> Go Hoos. Go Hoos. Uh, I have uh, sang that song in a, sta- a football stadium, and uh, uh, good, good friends of mine all, all went to Virginia. I went to high school out in Virginia Beach, and this is the old school logo. The new logo is, I think most people know with the swords and yeah. you see on everything. And uh, so this is their old school baseball throwback. It's a throwback hat. Um, I had several of these fitted hats back in the day um, when I would go to, uh, I, I spent some good times at the University of Virginia. Never attended a class there, but uh, <laughs> several, nice. several good weekends. Um, in fact, I was there. They had never beaten Clemson. They played them 29 times going into like the 1990 game, had never beaten them. Um, and I went to that game where they won, um, both goalposts were down with a minute and a half to go. Uh, and so it was as crazy, a, a atmosphere it was, you know, those were my first college football experiences were was at the university of Virginia and it was, a, it was a good time. And they've got some cool traditions there. Like, uh, they, they were so bad in the fifties and sixties, they had like decades where they won like three games. And that, so their tradition was that they would all dress up. I mean, it's, it's jacket and tie, yeah. uh, when you go to a Virginia game as a student, uh, and the reasoning was back in the day was, well, it's a little bit of an elitist school. They were like, well, we're going to be making a lot more money and the other teams gonna be working for us. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and dress like that. <laughs> so no, good times at the university of Virginia Charlottesville and, um, yeah. in recent years, they're pretty good in basketball. They had that one there, but in fact, uh, right in basketball. Yeah. Uh, in fact, championship. The year that they went to the national Despite championship losing game. to the number 16 seed. Yes. The year before, um, the, that, that was a fun night. Uh, Missouri lost. Creighton, my wife's team lost. And Virginia, kind of the other team I follow, all lost within like 45 minutes of each other on that, yeah. that Friday night in the tournament. So I remember that. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's a, if you ever get a chance to go out to Charlottesville, it's a great, it's a great town, great college town. We've got a couple of locals going out to ACC outposts this week. Mizzou going to uh, Boston College. KU taking on Duke. Fortunately, it's uh, on the football field and not on the basketball court. Yeah, I, I saw a, a Virginia beat a Steve Spurrier coach Duke team uh, my freshman year of college. So that was nice. I've, I've been there for that. But uh, I don't really know if I still count Boston College as an ACC team, but I guess by name they are. Yeah, I, right? I guess if, I guess if we're if Mizzou's SEC, then they're ACC. I guess it is. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just a Big Eight, Big East, or whatever independent matchup. Right. Like well, I love it. I said our only topic is high school football here in Kansas City. We spent the last three minutes talking about <laughs> college football. football somehow. <laughs> uh, turn the hat around so I don't get distracted. Uh, all right, here we go. We're heading into week uh, four in Kansas, week five in Missouri. Let's look back. On last week, first Oak Grove gave Odessa a run. That that really surprised me. That was uh, I know rivalry games. A lot of times, you know, you throw the the records out the window, and that was the case this time around. But Odessa looked so good for what three years? Yeah, I think I just chalked that up to another lopsided victory. So good on Oak Grove for taking that down to the wire. Well, and and you know, Oak Grove's defense had been just <laughs> run all over the two weeks before. They gave up 110 points, and. You know, Odessa's quarterback got hurt the week before. They were breaking a new quarterback in. It is a rivalry game. It was at Oak Grove. I, I, I'm I, not really sure to say, well, maybe Odessa isn't as good as we thought they were. I mean, they're currently ranked number one. Um, but at the same time, it kind of – there's some other games along that that line that just throw some shadows out there and you go, well, Blair Oaks, who was number one, lost to Boonville, who's three and one. Boonville's only lost us to Pleasant Hill, who was undefeated until they went down to Buffalo – and lost a one-point game there. Uh, there's a 
we got to play a few more weeks. I need to see Odessa play Excelsior and center if they get a chance to play them and 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 Warrensburg and those teams as they get deeper in. Because I think Oak Grove's not a bad team. They just – the two weeks that they got crushed and gave up so many points, it just made you think defense wasn't that good. So, I'm not – I'm not good for them. It was a good game back and forth. And um, so, just that, – that game raises more questions than, than it gives answers. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, Stand on the Missouri side, another eye-opening week for, uh, for Lee Summit North. I mean, just hammering uh, Ray Peck. And the Broncos are out to four now. I mean, we, we thought it was Liberty North. Going to be Lee Summit North. It's the best team on the on the Missouri side. Well, and I I still lean towards Liberty North because even in that loss that they've had, that's better team than anybody else that's played sure. here in the Metro. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, Liberty North didn't get to play last week. That they were staley COVIDed out on them. So uh, you know, we're going to find out even more about Lee Summit North this this week. Uh, they they played Blue, Blue Valley North, and um, the one question for Lee Summit North has been one of their issues they've had in the past is. When they get down, they have a hard time kind of rallying. And they've been front runners every single yeah. game they've had this year. So the, they haven't faced any adversity. I think their leadership is maybe a little better than they've had in the past. Uh, but I, I think that how they react to adversity is going to be is going to be big for them. Um, I think they will get some adversity this week with Tenor Martin because I think he's got some big time players around him and they're going to find some, but they, there's a there's a lot of talent on the field with Blue Valley North and, and Lee Summit North. There's there's quite a few yeah. um if not D1, you know, FCS or D2 players between those two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Or on the Kansas side, kind of similar to that good loss for Oak Grove. I thought Lawrence Free State played a great game um, at Olathe North, and that thing was tied late and ended up being 21-7 Olathe North. But, man, how far has Free State come from no wins last year to being this close to knocking off maybe the best team in the Sunflower? Well, you know, they've got some good athletes, and and I think that they – I think it just snowballed on them last year. You know, when they lost the Bowden kid, um, I think that that kind of just, you know, kind of shook it a little bit. With, get, they're kind of on again, off again. Yeah. That, off. I think it just snowballed on them. I think the games, I think for them, it was like the games that they had, they drew really good teams. I mean, and, you know, like they, they said, oh, we need to pick up a game. They picked up a DeSoto that was good. I mean, it's it's like they did they, they got unlucky and, and it snowballed on them. But I think they had a good group of people coming back and, and hats off to them for turning things around and being in that game. And, you know, they scored on Olathe North and the, the quote from Olathe North was like, Oh, that kind of woke us up. We can't give up a touchdown. I mean, they had been dominant so much. And I, I think it's, it's something to keep an eye on, you know, uh, unfortunately for them, they go to the other side with Derby um, and Derby looks like they're Derby. And so, you know, in a, in a year where they may have, a, they may have had a chance it, that it could be, you know, Olathe North or Blue Valley North or, or Blue Valley Northwest. There's a lot of teams out there that may knock each other off. Mm-hmm. The path for for Free State is where it's been the last five years, and that's to go through Derby. Well, we'll talk about about them later on. They got to get out of town first, right? Lawrence is uh, is undefeated yeah. uh, through three games so far as well. Um, is this the best the Blue Valleys as a whole have been? We talk about North and Northwest all the time. But it seems like West and Blue Valley are right there, maybe just kind of a tier below. And then Southwest playing good football so far. Yeah, all five of them, since they've been there, there's been five of them. This is easily the best they've been. Because even the first few years of of Southwest, and they they won a district in in 4A, and uh, Bill Lowe had them playing pretty good. Blue Valley West wasn't very good. Blue Valley North was god-awful. I mean, they didn't – like, they won one game. Now they're all all competitive, and, and, you know – 
Blue Valley West might be the third or fourth best team in the district and might be the sixth best team in the state of Kansas. State, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, no, I agree. I mean, sixth or seventh, depending on, you know, the Blue Valley, Blue Valley West game is a toss-up game. And, and Southwest, you know, they changed their schedule a few years back. I don't know if I agreed or disagreed with dropping the Asian Aquinas off their schedule. Um, but they look like they're in a spot right now where um, they are com- more competitive. Um, they, you know, they're playing teams like Leavenworth and, and DeSoto and teams like that. And, and that's, that's the teams they're going to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So good for them. But no, you're right. Blue Valley, though, they gave up a ton of points to Lee Summit, scored 60 plus. Um, their only loss is to Northwest. North hasn't lost. Um, West is a lot. West so North has, lost, I think, is to is one to, of them. Is to North. Yeah. Um, Southwest has two losses, and it's to Blue Valley West and to Blue Valley North. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like their only losses really are against each other. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. They're, they're all playing really well, and, um, you know, four of them go in 6A, and, and, and Southwest goes in a 5A that looks, you know – Looks like they win some games in the east side, honestly. Yeah, and I think if they can get a decent seed. And, you know, Aquinas is a good team, but Miege kind of showed the way. If you can make them, you know, settle for three here or there and, and make them play either behind or even with you, yeah, their passing game is not in a position yeah. right now where they can move down the field quickly and score. So, um, you know, Mill Valley – is playing well. They have they, they'll get tested. This is the, one of their first tests against. I think we'll find out. We'll talk Lawrence about that this week. Game. We'll find out this week. Maybe just okay. How 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 good they are. Same with Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and so no, I, I I think the the West side maybe for once has more depth in five A than the uh, than the East side does. Yeah, it does. They've got a lot of good teams on the West side. Uh, speaking of that uh, Aquinas Miege game, was that touch? Was that a good? Did you say that the pass at the end that basically won it for the <laughs> touchdown pass for Miege? Is that I, touchdown or would you wave that off? I thought it was a touchdown. Um, I, I really enjoyed the person on Twitter when uh, Adam Burns wrote his column about the the kicker and the, the, his cousin who died and all that other stuff. And the guy's like, "Yeah, but what about the touchdown?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's the spot to to re to reargue the game on Friday night is the, about the kicker whose cousin died." Yeah, that's right, that's yeah. yeah. Um, and the, and the guy and Burns kind of you know nicely said, "Yeah, you know, I was more focused on that," but the, and the guy kind of backed off. But hey, Twitter, Twitter wins again. Um, I think, you know, it's tough. Those calls are so tough. And those guys well, it's are making different it. in high school. People don't realize we're so used to watching on Saturdays and Sundays where the burden of proof for a catch is so much more yes. uh, to where you have to make the football move and the two steps. High school is the ground with it. High school didn't high school down. didn't rewrite those rules no. back 10, 12 years ago or whenever college and the NFL did. I've seen it a few times where like, wait, what? How would you call that a catch? And you remember, OK, high school stayed with the old kind of judgment rule of like, did he have it or the feet down for a split second? I'm calling that a catch. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, there's, that's funny how the rules are different between each level and some are more, you would think in a, in a, my, my favorite is holding, you know, in the NFL it's 10, 10 yards and in, in college it's 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. If it's behind the line of scrimmage in high school, it's 10 from the spot of the foul. So if your left tackle is six yards deep, it's and a 15, holds it's a 15 yard penalty most yeah times. yeah it's 15 yards and it's like it's the most punitive penalty some of their penalties are more punitive in high school oh, when people are is. when people are learning the game every play yeah the, you know drive killer yeah when they're learning the game i mean it, it's that's that's one of the reasons i i think in high school football it's like some of the calls are are just i don't know 
It's- <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't supplant the craziest high school football rule out there where if you miss a field goal, no matter where you miss it, you can miss <laughs> it from the 49-yard line. The Goes other the team 20. gets it at the 20. It's better than a punt? <laughs> better than a punt. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. Absolutely. Why aren't you trying to, to trying to miss field goals, basically? Yeah. Uh, all right, we digress. <laughs> um, kudos maybe to, to Lee Summit and those Blue Valley schools. At least some schools that are they're crossing the state lines. I love that stuff. They tried it before with what the Sunflower and the Suburban Leagues. This is kind of a mini version of that. I love that. I think I think every conference should give their schools one by week to go play whoever you want. And I think it should be encouraged to go get those out-of-state teams. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you the Suburban Conference, the scheduling committee that's led by Brandon Hart, who's the AD over at Grain Valley. Um, they've been wanting to do this for a long time. They did the Sunflower Showdown. Sunflower Suburban Showdown, it didn't go well for the Sunflower League, and I think they won one game in two years. Yeah, um, It would have been better if – and they tried to get the EKL in at that time, and they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, if they would have put this EKL in, and they, you, you truly could have had almost all of them play, it would have – the, the spread would have been better. The, the matchups would have been better, and I think it would have been greater for everybody else. But then two years ago – this is a two-year cycle they're on right now – um, they, the, the blue valleys had some openings and they wanted to do this. And I think it's fantastic, uh, that they are. And, and you see Raytown playing blue Valley West. You see blue Valley North and, uh, Lee summit North and you saw Lee summit and blue Valley last week. And I, I think it's good for everybody. And I, I hope that encourages them to do more. Um, because I think it's, it's a situation where if you, if you just play your own teams all the time, it's tough. And the, you know, the sunflower league is so big now that's all they play. They only play each other. And I think it makes it harder We'll they, see. They play like two thirds of each other because yes. you know, you're not you're not catching. I think five teams every year. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mill Valley loved it in the EKL. I mean, they got tough games. They they won state championships with two and three losses. Yeah, you know, we'll see as it goes on. You know, it, it being in the in the Sunflower League is a is a hindrance to them because you can have a year where you go eight and zero in the regular season and not play anyone, and you could you know you could be five and four and played the other team, you know, four and four and played the other four tough teams. It's yeah. just so random because there's so many teams. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, let's look ahead to this week. Uh, your Remax big three games got to start here. Blue Valley North and Lee Summit North. That's on the Kansas side. That counts towards the Kansas side because they're <laughs> playing at, at Swidak over at Blue Valley Northwest. Um, what are the chances that this is the best team on the Kansas side facing the best team on the Missouri side? I think they're both in the conversation. Um, they're both teams that can play for state championship. Um, both teams that can win a state championship. Uh, and if you're, and if you're each team, it's such a great matchup for you because you know, Blue Valley North, they saw Derby in the state championship game. Lee Summit North looks a lot like Derby. They got size. They like to run the ball. They've got a quarterback who makes good decisions. The defense is tough. Fantastic game for them. You're Lee Summit North. Um, and, and you're, you're not going to play too many teams that throw the ball like Blue Valley North does. And you're going to find out about your defense right there and, and your ability to, to adjust there and, and, and make your offense play in a little bit more of a, a wide open uh, situation there too. So I think it's fantastic for both teams. And, uh, you know, Liberty North and a Blue Valley Northwest uh, may have something to say about that or even Blue Valley or Blue Valley West or, you know, who knows, a, a Ray Peck. Uh, could jump up in that as well if they can kind of get their offense situated. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, two teams that are both ranking the top five of their state and deservedly so. Yeah. 
Mill Valley hosting Lawrence. Look, Dion, this is, both these schools lost 18 starters from last year, <laughs> not combined. Mill Valley lost 18 starters. Lawrence lost 18 starters. Here they are. Neither one's played the toughest schedule in the world, but here they are back both undefeated and towards the top of the Sunflower League. I could, you could fit all the returning starters from these two teams in a minivan, okay? And yet here they are, both uh, both kind of reloading. I think that speaks a lot to the culture there and the, the coaching, obviously, with uh, Appleby and Bowen. Well, and, and, you know, Clint Bowen comes in, Steve Rampey left and went over to Staley and um, had a great uh, conversation with Clint Bowen. I, I'd never met him, um, so it was the first time I really had a chance to talk to him and um, with our radio show on 94.5 ESPN, Kansas City. And uh, it's – he's – he, you know, I, I could see why from a distance, the KU people loved him. And he was always kind of that, you know, he took over his interim people like, well, what about Clint Bowen? You know, they, they always, you know, we stuck around forever through all yes. those different coaching. Yes. Teams. Yeah. And, and, and just a well thought, you know, organized guy. And you could see where you know, he's taking over Steve Rampey, who knows what he's doing. So that program was in good hands, but he came in and, and, and figured out what, what he wanted to change and what he didn't want to change. And, and he's got them playing really well. They changed some stuff on offense. A little bit, but uh, you know, and he he talked about Mill Valley. He's like, that's the that's the kind of program you want to have is how the consistency and, and how everybody's doing the same thing. And um, so, no, I think it's a great matchup for both of them. Yeah, uh, you know, they played some of the both have played some of the bottom feeders in the Sunflower League, mm -hmm. and it's tough to tough to kind of tell how good you are. I mean, you're winning games, you're you're racking up yards and points, but uh, if you if you just if you're playing teams that just don't have the the same level with you. It's tough to get better. Where I think these two teams, well, I think I think I like Mill Valley a little bit better than Lawrence in terms of what I've seen so far. That they're both going to have to come out and play. I think they both have similar type athletes, and, and it should be a good game. I tell you, Bowen. The best thing is maybe he brought his kid to play. I mean, Baylor yeah. Bowen, his son, big six four wide receiver, makes some circus catches. He's been a big time target so far. Uh, so far for them, should be a good one on Friday night. Uh, and lastly, here Olathe North, I believe at Olathe West. Yeah, Seaback. Go to Seaback. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So an Olathe West team that that dropped one early that you didn't think was going to happen, Olathe Northwest, but then they came back with a vengeance uh, last week and might be hitting their stride. Yeah, and you know the they start out the first couple of weeks and. Uh, Mason McGavron. I have, McGavern. I have a hard time. Yeah, I have a hard time. There's a V, an odd V in that that I, I I try to make sure he he was more dual threat and was leading the team in rushing. Where Anthony Fabro, I might be better runner than passer, man. He runs yeah, for and, all over the place. Yeah, and then last week, I'm assuming somebody said, "Oh, we're going to spy us if Fabro goes for 215 yards or whatever it was." So they really are are offensively pretty good, and and they're going to be tested. I mean, Olathe North's really good defensively, and um and it, this is going to be a uh, for them, probably their toughest test against their offense. But Olathe West is is young. Um, they have a lot of new starters on that team as well, but they, they are starting to round into form. And you're seeing what T.J. O'Neill has done with that program since he started it. Uh, you know, they've, they've done it. This is kind of like their second round of graduating a team and kind of coming through. Um, you know, don't forget they made it to the 5A semifinals a few years ago and lost to Aquinas. Uh, like, I think that was their first year playing Yeah, their first football. year playing varsity football. So – uh, they do such a good job over there, and and I think Olathe West is a, is a team um, to keep an eye on, and and this we'll find out a lot about them, and and then Olathe North, they just kind of keep rolling along. The thing I like about Olathe North is that they're throwing the ball this year. Noah Palmer, number thirty, they got to love that thirty as, as your quarterback. I know, I love uh, it. Yeah. and uh, he threw for two hundred some yards last week. Yeah, uh, they can do that now, and and that's not something. Not that I mean, 
not that they haven't had some good quarterbacks. They have in the last 10 years, some guys who could throw it, but they, they're looking to throw a little more. They're a little more balanced than they've been. And that makes them tough to tough to beat because there were some times you could just load the box on them and, and, and try and stop them that way. Now they had an Arlen Bruce or, you know, Victor Simmons or some of those guys like that, uh, that you know, that, that helps. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a great game. And, and I, I think, you know, you look at the late, the schools, these two definitely have been the two best the last few years. Yeah. And like the West, look, they were down to Shawnee Mission Northwest a couple of weeks ago. They came all the way, way back and won. And that looks like a good win. Yeah, Shawnee Mission Northwest. Time. Northwest did a late the East. Yeah. It's Shawnee Mission Northwest is getting their feet underneath them a little bit. Um, and they, they, you know, Blake Reeder, their quarterback is stepping in and um, some good guys. It's, they had a lot of guys they had to replace. That was a pretty big senior class. And yeah. uh, no, Shawnee Mission Northwest is starting to look at that just, that just shows what Bo Black has, has made that a program, not just, oh, hey, we had a good group of kids come through. I mean, that's, right, and that exactly. says a lot about Shawnee Mission Northwest. Um, all right, over on the Missouri side, the REMAX, big three games. You've got Blue Valley West, I assume, at Raytown. Is that yes, right? at Raytown. Uh, another one of those intersectional uh, interstate battles I love. And, you know, and uh, we talked with Coach Logan Minnick, and he's excited. Well, first off, Raytown hasn't played in two weeks, so they're excited to get out there. They, they were coveted out for two weeks. Um, but no, the, that's the one question is the rust. Is, are they going to be, you know, kind of ready when the whistle blows and get that going? But this is two teams that like to run the ball, like to be physical, and, and it should be a, a pretty good, a pretty good game for both of them. Um, you know, Blue Valley West isn't going to see an option team like this too much until maybe they get to like an Olathe North or, or somebody like that. I mean, it, this is a, this is more of a true option. Maybe throw the ball 10 times a game type team. And if you're, if you're Raytown, this physical team, a big physical team that can run it and throw it is going to be a team that you're going to have to beat, you know, down the line in class five. So this is for both these, they can just go to school in this game and yeah. find out about toughness. And, and like I said, if they can come out healthy on both ends. It's good for both teams. Fordo Sage and Belton. You give the nod to in this one. Uh, I think Fordo Sage has played a better schedule. Their uh, defensive or offensive line should be fully healthy. They put when they lost North Kansas City the week before or two weeks ago, uh, the left side of their offensive line was uh, quarantined. So they, the Greg Maney, their quarterback, was running for his life. That's not that's not the defensive line you want to have two of your guys, no. two or three of your guys missing. You, you need all all those guys. They bounced back last week, got a pretty easy win over a Van Horn team that they got that game kind of thrown together because they were supposed to play Raytown. Uh, Van Horn, I think, was supposed to play Hogan Prep. So, uh, you know, they, they hadn't played each other in a long time, but they got a good win. You know, Belton's kind of in that that spot where we talk about, you know, teams that haven't played, you know, they've gotten wins and they've handled their business. Uh, Oak Park's probably the toughest team that Belton's played and they got a good win over them. Uh, but, that you know, you got to – you got they, they're, they're stepping up now. They're going to find out. You talk to Coach Todd Bond and he's like, we're going to find out exactly what we're, where we're at. The next few, yeah. few weeks, they've got Raytown, they've got Fort, they've got, uh, I think, Grain Valley. So, I mean, they've got some teams that are pretty good. Um, and But they've, they've beaten some decent teams, some, some improving teams. Let's just put it that way. But yeah. now they're kind of taking a step up. So, uh, I think it's a good game. They both both are good teams and fun to watch play. Platte County taking on Smithville uh, this week. I can't wait for this matchup. What a great one. You have Platte County in Class 5. Smithville rolling along in class four. I think it's a great kind of litmus test game for like a Smithville saying, okay, how good are you? How good can you be? You got a monster here in class five in Platte County. And for Platte County, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good opponent in, in, a, in a lower class. Well, and, and it's, uh, we talked with uh, coach Ambrosian at Smithville for the, for the radio show. He told us before we went on air and he's like, well, we knew they, we saw that first week when they lost to Park Hill South. He goes, one, Park Hill South's a good team. So that wasn't yeah. a bad loss, even that week. He goes, he goes, we saw them on film and we're like, oh, they're going to be really good. 
they're going to get better and they're going to be good. We just hoped it was after week five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we were hoping that, that we could, you know, get through there. And But 29 to nothing, Platte County over North Kansas City last week. Defense showed out. Offense is starting to get some rhythm. Um, they're young on the offensive side, new quarterback this year. Uh, the, needless to say, both these coaching staffs and these teams have tons of experience. One was in a state championship game last year. One was in a semifinal and had it won, blew a yep. coverage and lost in the last minute to the eventual champions, Jeff City Elias, and really handled Elias all that. It was, it was a touchdown game, but controlled that game the entire way. Brought back 19 starters off that team, so they're hungry and <laughs> wanting to get back at it. So, uh, you know, I, Smithville is the number one team in, in Class 4, and, and I think that they win or lose, uh, they should still be the number one team. I think they're the best team in the, in the state. Um, and this is a, a great test for both these teams. There was a decent stretch there where they both they played twice a year. So uh, I think mm-hmm. if you're if you're Platte County, this is another test of that defense because Smithville's offense can run the ball, they throw it. The hedge court quarterback is outstanding, two year starter for them. So it's uh, a great test for Platte County's defense. And then defensively, Smithville's defense is 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 really good. They've been shutting teams out. They gave up some points last week and uh, played against a Raytown South team that hasn't won a game yet but is real athletic. And, and, uh, and Rosen said that uh, they needed to see that speed. They hadn't seen that speed yet. And he, he goes, his kids came off the field. He goes, you could tell them all the time. These kids are fast. You have to take the right angles or else you're not going to get them. Yeah. And he goes, their quarterback ripped off a big, long touchdown run. And the kids came up field like he's fast coach. And they're like, yeah, we told you he's fast. <laughs> so that's what they, you know, that's where Smithville is. They're, you know, they need, they need tougher games and they, and they know they need it because, they need to be more battle tested, so they know the so exactly what they're going to see when it comes to playoff time. Um, last but not least, we've got uh, our game of the week at KSHB forty one. We have Van Horn going to Lincoln Prep. Anytime we can go to the Blue Turf, we're going to jump <laughs> on that. That was one of our four uh, games of the week that people could vote on. That one out. Uh, Van Horn excited for this matchup, taking on Lincoln Prep team that's um, undefeated, but maybe more gettable than in years past. Well, you say that, but they beat Cardinal Ritter last week. They were down 20 to nothing at half. Never mind, not gettable. <laughs> I think they're, I, I think they're talent wise, maybe not quite as good as they have been in the past uh, because they had all those D one guys last year. But in terms of, of maybe putting things together and winning games, I, I think that this might be a, a better team. Uh, they, uh, the results are better. They're doing better in bigger games. Uh, Van Horns get is a team that's improving. They kind of scored with uh, Fort Osage and held them down until – you could see a team like a Fort Osage playing a Van Horn where Van Horn can kind of hang with them for a quarter or two, mm-hmm. and then that depth of Fort Osage starts to crank things down and that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, I like Lincoln Prep in this game. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but uh, this is a great class four matchup of teams that, you know, Lincoln Prep's got a game with Maryville coming up. That, that, that'll give them a good test. Uh, and, and so it, it's, they need these tests. And I, I think Lincoln prep, sometimes when you lose your stars, you, you come in the, the next year and you find out, Oh, we're still pretty good. And, and maybe the chemistry is just a little different. I think maybe this year they've got a little bit better chemistry. Let's talk Simone here before we get out of here. Uh, I mean, you just, it, Henry Martin's stats are just off the charts. Nobody's close to him in, in yards and touchdowns. No. And I mean, completions, he is throwing the ball all over the yard for Blue Valley North, uh, 1,100 plus yards. That's like 400 more than the next closest <laughs> in Kansas. 17 touchdowns, that's eight more yeah. than the next closest. Are you kidding me with this guy? 
He's been outstanding, and I think it's really, you know, this week will be a great test. That's three games, by the way. Three games. I know, three Long games. He's, he's pacing for a regular season, a nine-game, you know, because the ninth game is technically playoffs, but that's your guaranteed nine games. He's pacing for 51 TDs. I mean, it's it's crazy. And and uh, now he's off to a great start, and he's got he does a good job of, of really passing it around. And and you know, one week it's Jackson Goldberg, one week it's Makai Miller. You know, it, and uh, there's a, there's a Stratton kid I think is another one that has like 200 yards receiving this year. So uh, he's been outstanding. Mikey Pauly at Blue Valley Northwest. You know, his passing numbers may be less than that, but he'll also run for 80 to 100 yeah. yards a game. Um, so he's been great. You know, Winthrop Williams got off to, had to, had two games against uh, Liberty North and Lee Summit North where he got held down, but now he's back to putting up 160, 170 yards a game um, last week in their win over, over Lee Summit West. So, you know, you look on the Missouri side and, and some guys, Jaden Doss, is that he's kind of been receiving, kind of been running the ball, so he's, his numbers are kind of all over the place. They're like him um, and, and Will Williams are maybe in the same boat because they've lost steam because they've lost a couple games. Yeah, that, that does hurt you. And, and then – you know, Trey Baker at least up in North is is putting up nice numbers, but when you you slot him in behind Paulie and and uh, Martin, he's you know putting up the third or fourth best numbers, and and you look and say, oh well, what's the other really good team? What are they doing? Liberty North. Well, they play two quarterbacks and three running backs and have seven receivers. They've got so many players. It's they don't have one guy who's who's really you know Sam Van Dyne's a nice quarterback, but the the, the sophomore that plays with him too makes great plays. So I you know that that's that's kind of where the Simone race is right now. Those two guys at the top, and then maybe a Trey Baker, so and then is Harrisonville in the area? Are they allowed? They're they're in the Fontana. I mean, uh, Jace Reynolds is you know rolling along. His brother, they, right. they were held down a little bit this week. I mean, I think he only had eighty five yards this week, which is the lowest. But he's still two thirty four per game. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, he, he, I th- I'd and say half yards per carry. Fontana, he's definitely easily the the lead dog in that. So, um, and we'll find out that you know Warrensburg was their first big test in the conference. They still have Odessa. They still have um, center to play and, and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it, it's definitely gonna be a good one, but no, I, I think Martin and Pauly are definitely yeah. the, the two that are kind of. How about a dark horse or running back from Kansas, Sean Carroll, a junior at, at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas is averaging over 200 yards rushing a game. Of course he has 91 carries so far. He's averaging over 30 carries yeah. per game than just, I mean, just a workhorse for Aquinas. Yeah. And I think, you know, as they go, you know, because the question is going to be, people are going to eventually say there's 11 in the box. Yeah. And, and I mean, okay. now he's big and physical and, and can yeah, break a lot a of tackles. Than tank. he's, tank yeah, he's to the outside. Tank Young was, and just use burst speed. Sean Carroll, all those Carroll boys are just big wrestling, tough, tough yeah. kids. So no, I, I, he's another dark horse guy too. And so, uh, we'll see. We get about like this is week five, week four. We're gonna start to see some guys shake out of this real, real quick. Yep, should be fun. All right, any final thoughts, Dion? No, I, we're finally we're it, we're through September. I always feel like the football season kind of starts in October. You yeah. get through all this stuff. I mean, it's COVID. It's another COVID year, so you know who knows what the phone's gonna ring and uh, or get a text from somebody or sure. you know or. Sean Bellman over at Spectrum with his update little post-it note on his Twitter account. <laughs> this team needs a game. This team yeah. needs a game. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how how it all shakes out. The, the last shout out is to Baser Linwood and Center playing last week. On, that was cool. On yeah, five and five hours game notice. Too. Great I mean, game. I mean, there's no there's no game planning, no time for game planning. We're just going to coach. Up. You, we're playing you. And it was a fantastic game. Two good coaches. It's a it was revenge for one Rod Stallbomber after 
Ryan along beat him in the all-star game back in 2016. That's right. yeah. So, it, and two good coaches and, and really, unfortunately for center, they're COVID out this week. So they, they, oh, man. they had, they had a tough week last week trying to find an opponent. And now they're, they're out too. So unfortunately, but that's a good young team that's, that's growing. And, and Jacory juice love another good game yeah. for them at tailback, the sophomore tailback. And so, yeah, it's uh that was, that was kind of the fun part last week. That was a fun game to have just yep. thrust upon us at noon on Friday. Yeah. Awesome stuff as we are just about to the halfway point of the regular season, both in Kansas and Missouri. For Dion, I'm Nick. Be sure to check out all the coverage online at prepskc.com and on air at uh, on uh, KSHB 41. Dion will be on air with us as well for our Under the Light show, 1015 to 1030, right here on uh, KSHB 41. Dion, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.